founding fathers could never have imagined the technologies that drive today's United States. Many current members of Congress still don't get it. But a lot is happening, and happening fast on that front. Joining me in studio with the latest, Zach Graves, Policy Chief at the Lincoln Network, and Daniel Schumann, Policy Director at Demand Progress. Good to have you both in. Thanks for having us. Great to be back. And let's start with this topic we've talked about before, and that is the possible reestablishment of the Office of Technology Assessment. Refresh our minds on what it is since it's been gone for 25 years and what the latest development there is. Zach? Sure. So the OTA was a science and technology think tank within the Congress that existed from 1974 to 1995. And it primarily helped serve committees of Congress of relevant jurisdiction and thinking through complex scientific and technological problems. So it has technology in the name, but often in D.C. people think about technology as issues that Facebook and Google care about or information technology, but its scope was much broader. It did everything from energy and environment and electronic health records and working on evaluating federal government expenditures and that sure. sort of thing. So what's going on now with it? So it's been dead for uh, quite a while, um, but there's been sort of recurring efforts, often bipartisan, to try and bring it back. Um, this year in the House Appropriations Bill, they included, this recently passed out of committee, they included $6 million for restarting the office. And Daniel, safe to say with this burgeoning agreement, this is one of the few things that is basically nonpartisan? Well, certainly increasingly less partisan. There had been a big fight in the 90s over the scope and nature of Congress. Uh, but with the turnover from the folks who were the Gingrich revolutionaries, what we've seen is a lot of Republicans have uh, joined Democrats in realizing that a Congress that works well is in everybody's best interest. And that's why OTA is coming back. And probably the rise of the issues surrounding all of these social media companies, which are really advertising companies, but they've stolen everybody's data and sell it and so on. These are complex and difficult issues for Congress to understand, much less possibly legislate about. So could that be one of the driving factors as to why there's both sides of the aisle supporting the idea of having an OTA that could tell them what Facebook really is? Yeah, the ability to ask smart questions and understand the answer to those questions is something that definitely drives Congress, as is the embarrassment that has come from when their bosses have asked questions that have had uh, uh, not the effect that they would have wanted in the political space. Yeah, and I guess maybe some other questions like on the trade front with this Huawei company. I mean, what does it do? How does it fit into telecommunications? It gets very complicated, technical. And that would be something I think OTA might be able to explain to Congress. Technical issues that are raised by a number of these questions. The value of an OTA, more than just sort of informing legislators with smart questions to ask at hearings, is helping them understand the trade-offs associated with different policy approaches. So there's a lot of things we could do to you know, control the potential threat of Huawei, uh, export controls, just outright bans of different kinds. Um, punishing them through trade deals. But I think we need to be really careful about these kind of drastic interventions. And you can there's all kinds of ways it could be gotten wrong or could have bad downstream effects for other innovations. And so we need to empower legislators with the right kind of expertise to understand the ramifications of different policies they might want to pursue. And what about the Senate? Because it takes them to go along also with the new OTA. Right. So the bill uh, we expect to pass out of the House will go to the Senate. It's a little less clear where the Senate is on this. There was a report 
that the FY 2019 Appropriations Bill commissioned with the National Academy of Public Administration to study this issue and to look at if and how we should bring back a technology assessment office. And the Senate is a little more conservative, and so I expect they might want to wait and see what the report says, which is coming out in October, before they make a decision. We're speaking with Zach Graves, policy chief at the Lincoln Network, and with Daniel Schumann, policy director at Demand Progress. And Daniel, let me ask you about another matter before Congress now. You have been at the hearings, and that is the Select Committee on the Modernization of Congress, which still puts out PDFs nobody can search. And so there's a lot of things to modernize about Congress. What are some of the latest developments there? So the, the Select Committee, as you know, it was recently created at the start of this Congress. And its focus, I mean, I, I, call, I like to call it the Fixed Congress Committee because their job is to figure out what's not working in Congress to make it better. And one of the places they started is exactly on the point that you mentioned, which is that they're looking at how, is it, how to make it better for people to find the information about what Congress is doing, to track the people that are trying to influence Congress, and to make it easier to understand what the bills are. So, for example... Uh, right now, if you want to figure out what an amendment does to the bill, it's really hard. you got to hire very expensive, very smart, very capable lawyers to do it. Um, but what they would do is you'd be able to push a button. You'd be able to see in real time how an amendment would change a bill and how a bill would change the law, which makes it easier for everyone to understand what's happening. Because some of these changes, when you hear about a bill that has far-reaching consequences and you actually read it, it's really not about the consequences that are in the language of the bill, but – well, in subpart chapter C of Title Seven of Bill XYZ, change paragraph six to say this instead of that, which mechanics know what that means. But that's very hard for the general public, even if you could find that, to understand the implications. It's very hard for members of Congress as well. Most of the time, they have a very short period of time to read and understand the legislation. If you get a thousand-page bill dropped on you, Two days before you're going to vote on it, there's no way you're going to find all the little intricacies that are sort of tucked in there. It's fine to have a disagreement on policy. There is nothing wrong with having a real debate over, is this the right or the wrong approach? But you shouldn't win just because you're able to know more than the other side because you helped to draft it and they don't have the time to go through it. And how could technology potentially actually help that? Well, it make, so it makes all these complicated changes apparent. If there is a change buried on page 987 that has a significant effect, now you'd actually be able to see it. You'd be able to understand it at the time that you look at it. There wouldn't be a surprise later on. You wouldn't have to pass the bill to know what's inside it. And what would it take to implement such a system? Because it's easy to visualize and describe, but pretty hard to build. It's very hard to build. Uh, the House of Representatives has been working on this for a couple of years uh, to go and try to build this technology. And there is an expectation that they should have a prototype ready by the end of next year. Okay, well, maybe it'll go faster than the Data Act did for federal agencies, which are way behind on that one. (laughs) But we're going to stick with Congress right now and not the federal agencies. And, Zach, I wanted to ask you about still another matter, and that is a cyber bill that would educate and train members of Congress in cybersecurity, which is one of the great national security issues facing every sector. Yeah, absolutely. And cybersecurity issues facing Congress are one of the, like, big rationales and benefits of, of pursuing these IT modernizations that the select committee and others are, are considering. And, you know, it's particularly difficult since you have often, you know, you have to have a personal phone and a work phone and you might get support for the work phone, but you're not necessarily going to get so for the uh, personal one. And you can leak all the same kinds of sensitive information. I know in the Senate, uh, Cotton and Wyden had a bill on this recently in the House. I know there's the, the bill you mentioned. And Daniel, you, you came out and endorsed it, I saw. That's right. Yeah. No, it's, it's good legislation. It's an important step forward. 
Uh, and I believe the FEC just uh, held a vote yesterday where they also pushed forward some protections for campaigns. There, there's a wide range of uh, you know, congressional or, or cybersecurity sort of general questions are very hard to grapple with. Uh, Congress is always going to be sort of behind, uh, you know, behind the ball, as is the executive branch. So it's good to see that they're trying to get their arms around these issues and, and sort of address some of the key concerns. One of the big challenges in Congress is the governance of, of sort of information technology is dispersed among all these different sectors. Each of the sport agencies has their own IT fiefdoms. The House and the Senate operate very, very differently. Individual offices have a lot of you know purview and control over what they do and often sort of buck what the official rules are for cybersecurity practices. So it can be a difficult thing to rein in from that perspective. Just a detail I thought of, whistleblowers would probably be happy knowing that security is more pervasive in congressional offices because that's where a lot of their information goes, not just to the members, but to the staff members. One of the big changes that we saw at the start of the 116th Congress is the House has established an office of whistleblower ombudsman as part of its rules, and they're looking at funding it at $750,000 as part of the appropriation. And what this means is that there will be people whose job is dedicated to helping congressional staff manage intake from the executive branch and to make sure that uh, the people in the executive branch uh, sort of know where to go. This is something that has been sorely needed. It is a great improvement on the House side, and we hope that the Senate will uh, do the same. So I guess there's hope for those august bodies in getting to maybe the early part of the 21st century. We're getting better. Uh, We're slowly catching up. You know, we're not quite yet at the point where we can retire the concept of you know, bringing Congress into the 21st century, but we're, but we're you know, getting closer to that. The House, right. at least, is making quite a lot of progress. And, uh, you know, it's always a little tougher in the Senate. I think they have a little bit more of a risk-averse and conservative posture. But, uh, you know, starting things in the House, it seems like they eventually trickle down. Zach Graves is policy chief at the Lincoln Network. Daniel Schumann is policy director at Demand Progress. Thank you both. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to The Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at pluralsight.com vision.